Welcome to another episode of Professional Boundaries, Your Safety, Your Wellbeing. This one's a bit different to the previous ones that we've done. In this one, I include strategies for looking after you and your well-being, especially at this time. I've included a breathing exercise and an imagery exercise. We recommend, therefore, that you do not drive while you listen to this podcast. Rather, enjoy listening to it in the safety of your own home or in a quiet place that you can create at work. We trust that you will enjoy the episode and that you will get benefit from the exercises we've included. Hello to all our listeners, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to this special Boundaries podcast, Boundaries and COVID-19. My first message is that I trust you, your loved ones, colleagues and friends are staying safe. As safe as you can be in this rapidly changing scenario that our world and peoples of the world are currently experiencing. I never in a million years envisaged that I would do an episode on professional boundaries and viruses, yet here I am. You'd be correct to wonder, really Wendy, where are you going with this one? Boundaries and viruses, that's a new one. True, there is so much new happening in the world just now. I will trust that whatever emerges from my writing for this episode is what is required to be shared. My purpose for this episode is not to discuss the realities that is COVID-19. Information and updates on COVID-19 is well covered in much detail through many sites, including media, government and health sites, country, state and territory specific, professional group sites and the World Health Organization sites. It is good to find a couple of reliable sources that you trust for those updates. I follow Twitter leads for the World Health Organization and the International Council of Nurses, the ICN. I have given links to those two organizations at the end of the transcript for this episode. Transcripts for all our podcasts are available on our website, www.devar. .com.au Now my purpose for this episode is to yarn with you about boundaries during this current climate. Specifically, I will interweave my ideas about the potential for increased risk of transgressions over and under involvement during this time. And also more importantly, to talk you through strategies for managing your boundaries and self-care on a daily, weekly and probably monthly basis as we travel with and get affected by COVID-19. Over-involvement may occur because as professionals, individuals want to do their job to the very best of their ability and in extraordinary times as we're having now, to give more and more. 
Conversely, under-involvement may occur because an individual is overwhelmed, exhausted, given so much that they have no more to give. Remembering that boundaries are about safety. Your safety as a professional, your safety in relationship with your clients and colleagues. Currently in the shifting sands of what constitutes safety at home, at work, in society. Then the context of boundaries also shifts and changes. It is important in the constant shifting to keep updated about policies and guidelines, changes in your organisation and scope of practice for the professional roles that you're being asked to do. I have been thoughtful about professional and personal boundaries since news of COVID-19 became more constant in our media. My reflections on boundaries and COVID-19 has ramped up further in the last two weeks, as I have become more aware of the following. Reports of increased stress and distress in our health professionals coping with the demands that have been placed upon them including lack of personal protective equipment, PPE. Reports of how the context of the virus has been used in domestic violence relationships by perpetrators as another way to use control and fear. Hearing about the stress of teachers who worry about their safety and the safety of children coming to school. Providing education for children not attending school and a reality that for some children, school may be the only place of safety for them. What happens when the option of going to a safe place is removed from those children? There are many more examples I can think of, stimulated through discussions that I've had with colleagues and family here in Australia and around the world. Each of you listening to this podcast will have your own experiences, your own stressors and your own means of managing yourself safely at this time. I am aware that the focus of this podcast will have a sense of steering towards health professionals. It is important for me to acknowledge though that boundary transgressions could also occur across many professional groups at this time, including teachers, support workers, childcare workers, police and prison officers. I envisage that the podcast will also be relevant to those of you listening who are now having to work from home. There are still boundary considerations to be mindful of in the office space created in one's own home. I envisage that the strategy content interweaved throughout the podcast encompasses you no matter what your working environment currently. I am also aware that some of our listeners may have become recently unemployed due to the impact of responses to COVID-19 from government strategies. This podcast is also for you, looking after you at this time of increased stress and distress.
Increased stress is another factor that we know anecdotally increases the risk of boundary transgressions. When we humans are stressed and we experience being overwhelmed, our ability to think clearly, to consider options, to be discerning about our actions is significantly reduced. We do or say things in the heat of the moment that we later regret. We agree to action without thinking of the potential longer-term impacts. We say yes and yes again because we do not want to let our colleagues or our clients down. Too many yeses, however, without a break, without downtime, without time for self, can have severe consequences for an individual. And in the current reality with COVID-19, severe consequences for groups of people. It is also important to remember that when there has been a movement towards and into over-involvement and overextending oneself out of the zone of helpfulness in the boundary framework, there is a potential consequence that there will also be a movement towards becoming under-involved, especially if an individual experiences symptoms of compassion fatigue, also referred to in some literature as vicarious trauma. We are hearing reports of burnout being experienced by health professionals around the world from the World Health Organization and the ICN and in recently published journals. I have no doubt that we will see evidence of greater numbers of frontline health staff experience compassion fatigue and burnout as COVID-19 continues its impact in hospitals and the community around the world. I also envisage that a significant number of health professionals will experience symptoms of PTSD once the crisis curves are over and their bodies and minds start to recover to heal. When there is more time for them, there will be more time for their bodies and minds to remember and re-experience what they have been through. I think now is as good a time as any in this episode to introduce what I experience as a very useful strategy for self-care. A breathing exercise that can be easily used in any given time and as many times as we remember to use it during the day. It is called box breathing, taking slow and deep breaths and was originally developed by Mark Devine, a former Navy SEAL commander, to assist members of his unit control their breathing and clear their minds in extremely stressful and overwhelming circumstances. If the Navy SEALs use it, then I say, bring it on. So I'm going to take you through box breathing shortly. It takes about three minutes to do. 
Give yourself the treat of box breathing. Three minutes in a 24-hour period would be good. Two lots of three minutes in 24 hours, better still. Five lots of three minutes in 24 hours, excellent. And I guarantee, three minutes of box breathing every one to two hours will assist you manage stress you're experiencing in a more controlled way. Control your breathing. Decrease your stress levels. Decrease the cortisol levels. In a companionship way, as your stress and cortisol levels decrease, you will experience increased clearer thinking and perhaps more significantly, an increased sense that you are doing okay and that you have control over you in scenarios where a sense of control may be difficult to identify. So here goes. You can do the box breathing standing up, sitting down. Whatever position works best for you in the time that you choose to do it. The main thing is to have your back upright. You can keep your eyes open. You can choose to close your eyes. Again, wherever feels comfortable for you. Firstly, I'm going to talk through the steps and then I will do one set of the box breathing with you. A fantastic thing about podcasts. You can replay this section as often as you wish until you have trained and integrated box breathed into looking after you. So firstly, I'm going to introduce you to the simple steps of box breathing and then I'll take you through a cycle. We will start with a deep breath in and a deep breath out through our nose. Then for four seconds you will breathe in through your nose. For four seconds you will hold the breath. For four seconds you will breathe out through your nose. For four seconds you will hold. And then repeat the cycle three times. So let's you and I do it together. I will speak it out. You can practice. Remember, you can sit down, stand up, eyes open, eyes closed. But sitting with your back upright so your body can breathe better. Take that big breath in. And then release it back out again. And now we'll begin the cycle. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Hold. Two. Three, four. Breathe in. Two, 
three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Allow a big sigh at the end. Sigh out that which you no longer wish to hold on to. As you get used to box breathing, you can increase the count from four to five, five to six, for each step that you take. Find a number that works for you. Trust your body in this process. Box breathing, easy and effective, that we can do many times throughout the course of the day, as long as we remember to look after ourselves. On the theme of stress, it is clear in my discussions with folks that many are experiencing stress through the constant media updates that they follow on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc. It is important to significantly decrease and if possible stop looking at those sites and updates on such a regular occurrence. When a person is overwhelmed and the information they take in through reading and discussions intensifies that sense of being overwhelmed further, it is just not good for one's state of well-being. So rather than that minute or two that you would usually spend on your smart device, how about spending three minutes doing box breathing? Another easy-to-integrate strategy at such a busy and overwhelming time is that of creating a safe and gentle image, a place that has meaning for you and to appreciate yourself being there. Add to the image a sentence that acknowledges and appreciates something about you at this time. As I write this, I experience myself sitting on rocks at one of my favourite beaches at home in Scotland. As I sit and listen to the sea before me and the noise of the gulls flying around, as I take in the bigness of the world, 
I am grateful that I can sit here and recreate that experience. I settle into myself more. This is a safe and comfortable place for me. What is your safe and comfortable place? Create it now. Invite it into your day at any time. And remember a sentence that acknowledges you in this moment. In the Boundary Workshops that I deliver, there is a model I use that really resonates with participants called the Third Space. This model, developed by Adam Fraser, focuses on creating a transition space between work and home. I believe the model has increased relevance currently due to the social distancing and stay-at-home requirements because for many people there will be less transition space between work and home. For those who now have to work from home, this model is also very beneficial. Creating a transition between the office room and the rest of the home. I will talk you through the model and perhaps if you're listening to this podcast at home, you can even have the experience of the model. Choose three objects. They can be anything. Pens, cushions, books, toys, cutlery, leaves, sticks. If you're not able to get three objects right now because you are driving, because you are working, then you can still create the third space using your imagining. Here we go. I'm going to talk you through the third space model between being at work and going home. However, you can also do it in the opposite way, home to work. Or any other transitioning space that you need to create in your life. So if you are in a place where you've been able to pick up objects, place the first object on the floor. This will symbolize you being at work, getting ready to go home. In Fraser's model, this is called the first space. Stand at the object and experience your body as you prepare to go home. Become aware of the thoughts, emotions and movements in your body at this time. Put the second object on the floor some distance from the first one. This symbolises your second space, being at home. Go to the second space now and experience your body in what it's like to be at home. Thoughts, emotions, movements in your body. In our busy, reactive 
and at this time stressful and worrying time, we move between the first and second space without really taking time for us. Of having a transition space, a settling space between work and home. Fraser calls that transition space the third space. So take the third object that you've chosen and place it on the floor between your first and second space. Now briefly stand back at the first space, you being at work. Experience what you experience in your body, your thinking, your emotions and your body movement. Now go to your newly created third space, your transition space. This is your space, no clients, no colleagues, no rush. This is you being with you. Perhaps use some box breathing just to help you settle further. In this third space, acknowledge the workday that you've had. Look back at that first space. Appreciate all that you did. And acknowledge at least one positive aspect from the day. Then say goodbye to the working day and experience your body settle. Now turn round towards the second space, that of being at home. In the place where you now stand, your third space, experience yourself in this moment. Be aware of your breathing, Be aware of what you are leaving behind in the first space. Gently shake your body. Release tension. Perhaps more box breathing. Create a gentleness for you in this third space. An appreciation and generosity for you in this space. Create how you want to enter your home, how you will greet other people in your home, how you will let them know what you need. Experience you in your body looking after you at this time. Keep gently shaking your body free from tension that may still be there. Bringing your body to an upright position, back straight, shoulders back, chin up. Notice your body settling. When you assess you are ready to leave the third space, to go to the second space, being at home, do so. 
When you get to the second space, notice what is different in you and your experience of you from when you stood at the second space at the very beginning of this exercise. Notice any differences that you are experiencing in your body, your thinking, your emotions, your body movement. To integrate the third space into our lives, we have to practice it on a daily basis. Allow and enable yourself to create a third space for you on the journey between work and home, or conversely, home and work. Of office room to the rest of the home. If you can allow five minutes to be in your third space, fantastic. If you can allow 10 minutes to be in your third space, fantastic. You will learn from your body how much time you need in your third space. Trust your body. It is perhaps the biggest guide to your well-being that you will ever have. I envisage much creativity rising in you as you create the third space for you. I now want to spend some time just summarising in list form some of the main points presented in this episode. So firstly, I'll revisit risk factors and red flags that I identify as increasing the risk of boundary transgressions at this time. Increased experience of stress, lack of diet, lack of sleep, not enough time for self, decreased sense of support, Increased sense of feeling unsafe. Being overwhelmed at the experience one is going through. Being overwhelmed when colleagues share their experiences, their fears. Not being able to switch off from work when at home. And in that list we also have strategies which include decreasing your experience of stress as much as you can through integrating the following. Box breathing as often as you can during the day and before sleep and even when you wake up first thing in the morning. Box breathing will help. I've also included a link at the end of this transcript of a fantastic TED talk by Kelly McGonigal titled Make Stress Your Friend. Well worth a visit when you have time. Third space, create one for you every day. If you can create more third spaces in the course of a day, great. Great. 
stretch exercises. It may be difficult due to workloads, closed or decreased access to areas where you usually get some exercise. So exercise your body with some stretch exercises. Your body requires you to look after it consciously at all times and especially in these current times. Switch off the devices. Give your brain, your heart and your soul time out from the constant barrage of updates. Get regular sleep that works for you, whether that's four to five hours or seven to eight. Sleep and good sleep will be a great assistance at this time. Your body will serve you well as long as you keep it hydrated, nutritioned up and allow sleep. Go outside as you can, remembering social distancing and guidelines from respective governments. Seek counsel and support. You do not have to carry the stress and burden of COVID-19 the stress of clients and their families on your own. Utilise the support mechanisms that are in place, from the organisation you work in, the professional groups you belong to, and other support mechanisms available in the countries where you live. Support colleagues as it is psychologically safe for you to do so. By this I mean finding a balance between supporting a colleague in distress and being caught up in their need to overshare their distress with another person. Be there for a colleague and know when it is time to suggest and perhaps provide contact information for those support services that will be available for them. Boundaries with colleagues are also important at this time. As I move towards the end of this episode, it is worth noting that scientific journals are now reporting positive impacts of COVID-19 on the atmosphere and the land. Some ozone holes are starting to close. Some water systems are becoming cleaner and running freer than they have for many years. Birds and fish are returning to habitats where they've not been seen in many years. As our earth heals and the human cycle of recovery will occur, may we all work together in the creative ways that we can as human beings to look after the land and the environment. My sense is that in doing that, we will all heal and we will all benefit in the longer term. This podcast series has been written by myself, Wendy McIntosh. 
A big thank you to family and colleagues who hear each podcast before it is released and who provide valuable editing feedback. Thank you to Nikki Fryne, my internet guru, who has done the production for these podcasts. I always love to hear from you, our listeners, any questions, scenarios, reflections that you want to be discussed as part of a podcast episode. There's still much to learn and each question and scenario provides opportunities to expand learning about professional boundaries. My email address is wendy at devar.com.au You can also contact me through our social media of Twitter and Instagram. I would be delighted for our podcast to be as meaningful as possible to all who listen. So join with me. You can access our podcasts. Sorry, you can access our podcasts through a number of sources, including our website, devar.com.au/p. B podcast. The spelling for Devar is D for discussion, A for awareness, V for visceral, A for action, A for alert, R for red flags. Keep safe, keep strong, keep connecting with those you value in your life and reach out and connect with other people you have not yet met. Thank you for listening.